If you're an educator who loves to travel, then join us on a trip with our friends at Teach With Love Global. They're a woman and BIPOC-owned teacher travel organization that offers stress-free teacher retreats where you can unwind with the community where you're being understood. 100% of the proceeds go to helping underserved students travel the world. The vibe on these trips is always lingering rather than rushing, where you expand your cultural knowledge, gain personal breakthroughs while you travel in places like Switzerland, Peru, Spain, and Egypt. Spots are limited, so check availability at teachwithlove.com. Welcome to our classroom. In this space, we talk about education, which is inclusive of, but not limited to, what happens in schools. Education is taking place whenever and wherever we are willing to learn. I am your host, Roberto Germán, and our classroom is officially in session. Today's guest is Amelia Allen Sherwood. Amelia's a mother, educator, an anti-bias and anti-racist organizer, also the founder of Sankofa Learning Center in New Haven, Connecticut, and she'll be sharing today about centering black children. You know, I've really been impressed with your work and and your advocacy and uh, just you as an educator um, since I met you at the Montessori for Social Justice Conference several years ago. And, you you know, following from afar and supporting your work. And um, I'm excited to to have you talk about it uh, on our platform and to have people learn from you and, and, and listen to all the wonderful stuff that you've been doing. So, um, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's jump in. Let's also just take a moment because you be downplaying yourself in like the, the creation of how we started. Like I remember you and Lorena, like guest speakers, keynote speakers at a very small Montessori for social justice conference and people were stunned that you had a picture of Montessori with Tupac. It was epic. <laughs> and I think I still have the screenshot of it, but we just, I just, I, I wanted to just put that in the ethers of that like incredible moment of not only your words, but your poetry and Lorena and just like the babies were there. And it was, it was, yeah. it was a magical, magical conference. It was great. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I appreciate that, sister. Um, I stand by what I said when, when we were delivering the keynote. That was one of the best conferences I ever attended. Yeah, it was good. You know, the whole vibe and, and the workshops and just, like, the thoughtfulness behind everything. Dope, dope, dope. For sure. And I'm listening to you now, and I'm like, yo, wait a second. There might be a book here for me to write um, <laughs> as it relates to to Maria Montessori and Tupac Shakur. I would be here for it, okay? All right, all right, got you. Um, I got a, working on a poetry book that yeah. we're aiming to publish this spring, hopefully in, in yeah. April. Um, we're supposed yes. to be in March, already pushed it back, but this is something that has been years, years, years in the making that for one reason or another, I kept putting off and 
is is happening this year. It, it's yeah. happening yeah. this year for sure. Yeah, so. like manifesting all that good writing, all of that good love, all of that. Thank you, thank you. So you've been busy. You've been busy. Hey, busy. You wanna say hello? What's up? Cause you're in the camera. What's up? Salute <laughs> to you, King. All right, I love you. Have a good night. Close the door. Hey, that's that's beautiful. You've been on the grind. I've been trying. You you've been on the grind. Stop it. <laughs> you've been busy. You've been busy. You took a leap of faith and decided to start your own school. And I love for you to share with us why you chose to do so, and also to tell us about this wonderful school that you were creating. Because we need to we need to know. Close the door. Um, so Sankofa Learning Center. Oh my goodness. When I think about Sankofa Learning Center and I think about everything that encompasses the word, right? Like um, in order to plan for our children's future. We must reach back to reclaim our heritage and culture. So the meaning of Sankofa is a metaphorical symbol used by the Akan people of Ghana. And it's depicted as a bird with its head turned, taking an egg from its back. So it expresses the importance of reaching back to ancestral knowledge gained in the past and bringing it to present in order to make our liberation tangible. And when I think about this, this is a freedom dream for me. This is me literally living out my liberation. And I've, I've always loved working with young children. So when I got out of college, I worked at a small Montessori program in the hood. And that was the last time I felt like me. Um, that Montessori program, uh, for folks that are in the Montessori world, they would call it Montessori-ish. But what I've learned and understood it to be is like that neighborhood actually wanted a Montessori program. And that's why they built the program. And who holds that knowledge and who holds that power, you know, are white women. So white women came right. to the hood. They, you know, they gave all of these beautiful materials. And when the going got tough and when the hood showed itself, right? Because when people live in the hood, there are a lot of things that happen because of the trauma that is in our neighborhoods. They left and they took their resources with them. Mm. So I say that story so much because I was one of those early educators in my field that like I didn't know that concept. And when I came to the public Montessori school that I'm at right now, I put all of these pieces together and I'm just like, they weren't Montessori-ish. Those materials, those resources were taken from them in ways that were extremely selfish and violent. And they doing what they, they doing what we do, which is doing, ex get, having what they have and doing the best with what they got. So I say that story because the first time I was in a Montessori program, I was like, wow, this is great. This is beautiful. And then I slowly started to understand the systems. And I started to understand like how much I wanted to get back into the classroom. So I'm going back to the classroom to come back home to myself and come back to my cosmic task. And Sankofa Learning Center will be an early learning center with a infant toddler program 
for starters because that's what the community needs right now. I'm pretty sure where you're at, where you were at before, infant toddler um, programs are in such high demand right now. Yeah. And uh, eventually we'll have a primary classroom, which would be three to six year olds. Uh, and we'll have a black homeschooling space. And ultimately, just like a hub for healing, we have a lot of beautiful black um, healers that do Reiki and yoga and all of this dope stuff that we just want to provide space for. So I had a dream with my eyes wide open a couple of years ago, and there were babies on people's backs. We were doing outdoor learning. It was so incredible, right? And I've been trying to get back to that dream every time I go to sleep and every time I wake up. Like I, I think about Sankofa Learning Center in this very um, just organic way of coming back home to myself and wanting to be in that space of going back to the classroom. Because if you see me, I'm an administrator, I'm a leader in the building, I make good money and I'm going back into a uh, into a field that doesn't make a whole lot of a whole lot of money historically, and are undervalued when we're thinking about early childhood education. So that is my dream. That's my freedom freedom dream, and it's going to center Black children. It's going to center Black families, and I'm really really excited. Last year. My ass was very simple. I said, you know, I just need low funds to get me a house. And the community um, showed up and showed out. And I was able to purchase my first home. So wow. I'm a, a first time home buyer, which Congrats. has lots of different challenges, as you know, living <laughs> in the North. Okay. I had my yeah. experience with the pipe busting and all of this other stuff. But I'm grateful for a husband that's handy and and community and and all of that. So yeah, uh, just manifesting and and growing this dream has really been incredible. That's awesome, praise God. You know, one of the things I'm extracting from what you said is, you know, this cycle of black folks having resources stripped from them or not even made available in the first place. For sure. And yet we're innovators, right? You know, yeah. we find a way, we create something out of nothing, right? So when I think about Montessori, and I'm not, I Montessori, I came into it, you know, like I don't have the traditional background and experience in Montessori. I, I came into it, helped the startup school, yeah. Did not know too much about it before I got into it. And, and so I was learning on the job and what an amazing learning experience, the highs and the lows of it. But one of the things that I took away from there, and I worked at a couple Montessori schools. One of the things that I left was like, oh, wait a second. These materials are great, but Montessori is not about the materials. It's about the method, right? Yeah. And, and so... You know, when we think about it, or when I think about it philosophically, I think, all right, we might not have access to all the materials, but if we could take these concepts, you know, and apply them and, and create different things. And, and now when I'm like, all right, well, we might even be, be able to create some materials, not maybe, we can create some materials that are also like speak more towards our, our culture. Oh, you know, for sure. Our communities. It's, yeah. And I would also add to that is just like, 
uh, I was talking to um, Ashley from Afrocentric Montessori, and we were just talking about like all the beautiful black women. Like, I want to be a Joeyan. I want to be an Ashleyan. Like, Montessori is good, but there's just so many other other people that influence how I parent, influence how I teach, and just like you said, like it is about the pedagogy that is inherently within all black people within all brown people because this is this this is indigenous work like this is work that has happened for centuries and centuries and centuries when you think about being young and learning things for the first time and having independence because your mama had to do some stuff and you had to do some stuff right? right like that's Montessori right like you need to take the chicken out of the freezer just like everybody else because that's your responsibility and that's helping our environment. That's helping our community in this house, right? Like everybody has a role. Everybody has a responsibility. So I think when we're thinking about Montessori in this way, it is it is always has and has always been inside of us because this is who we are as a culture we are collectivists in that way of wanting to be in community and making sure that our people are good, right? So we're going to teach our babies the same, those same values, those same things, because we want that in our, in our house. We want that in our community. So when I talk about Montessori, it is very like, she's I, right. we love her. <laughs> we love her materials. Right. We love the brown steer, but this is us and this is like a reclaiming of who we already are absolutely um can you share with us what are some things that you have learned along the way in regards to starting your own school because there might be some folks who are listening to you and have thought about starting their own school or maybe they're going to be inspired by what you're talking about and they're, they're going to want to start their own whether it's a montessori model or something yeah. else want to start their own school to support kids in the community to support our black and brown kids so what are some things that you've learned along the way oh to just trust that the funds will come uh, you know like and yeah, like it's hard in that and like manifesting like the abundance that i see and will have right like and doing it slow because i will be fully funded in 2023 and I'm already manifesting that right like I'm already manifesting that it is going to be successful I'm I'm manifesting right now in this very moment that I'm not going to burn out I'm because I'm going to have so much support around me right like I all, I also think having a community that wants the school right like and that's why I'm being slow and intentional right now is because I want to make sure that I'm not doing the same things that these white folks are doing in our neighborhoods. You know, Sankofa Learning Center is in a historically Black neighborhood. And I wanted to make sure that I I bought into that neighborhood instead, like as a Black person, that's important to me, right? Yes. I want to make sure that people around me in my neighborhood know who I am. So the first day that we were doing work, there were people, all the neighbors are just like, did you buy this house? 
Like, and I just felt so affirmed because I was like, okay, I did the right thing. This was, this is wanted. This is something that they want. They were like, oh, thank God. We're, we thank God that you're not a developer. We thank God that you're not one of these people that are just out here trying to, you know, make a couple of dollars, get in, getting right. a home right now. And I'm just like, yes, like this is, this is us. And just seeing all the elders seeing the children that are around that neighborhood right now, like that gets me excited and making sure that my dream is also their dream, right? Like being able to have their input is so important to me. So that's why I've been super slow. Um, there is a push to start this year in September, but I still need to, I still need to build those relationships. I still need to be in a space where people can trust me and you can't find trust and be in a trustworthy place without building those relationships first. So I would definitely say building relationships and, and manifesting the things that are already yours for real, for real. I appreciate you taking your time to launch your school and, and get buy-in from the community. That doesn't know what happened, right? It, it sometimes in, in many situations, it could feel like those who are starting a school are imposing themselves onto the community. So I commend you for that. And I'm glad that you're getting support from the community. And real quick, I want to pause to give you the opportunity to, to let us know, let the audience know. A quick plug. Like if we want to support you. Plug. Well, quick plug. Just a quick plug. Just, you know, a little something, something. If folks want to support you, because I'm sure some of these people are listening right now yeah. are inspired by what you're saying a school in the community, someone who's not rushing and imposing themselves uh, onto the community, building relationships with the community, doing it gradually, Amen. buying in the community, living amongst the people, which is one of my big issues yeah. Yeah. With, with folks in schools. They don't, they're not on the ground. Yeah. They're not at the Colmado or the corner stores or, or the, the local church or they're not at the places where the people be at, but you're doing that. So salute. Love it. Yeah. yeah. If the people want to support you, how can they support you? Let's, let's get your blood. Yeah. So I've been telling folks like to like, there are ways to give monetarily and I can put that plug in and go to Sankofa Learning Center and, you know, go to the support button. But there's other ways to do it that is not in those type of funds, like just wishing it well, just like coming into my DMs and saying like, I got you. I'm I'm praying for this. You know what I'm saying? I'm putting you on my altar. I'm 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 making sure that you are in spaces with me. And that has been the most important thing for me right now is that Sankofa Learning Center has been put, the word, the name, the organization has been put in places and in tables that I have benefited from tremendously. So putting me and putting Sankofa Learning Center in a room full of rich people, full of people that have access to resources and funds is the best thing that you can do right now for me and making sure that you wish it well. For sure. Y'all hey, heard that. So everybody knows somebody. Right. And if you don't, then you know somebody that knows somebody. So you sure do. Share about Sankofa Learning Center. Uh, pass it along, post about it, give our sister Amelia some support. Can you share with us what are some specific strategies that Sakofa Learning Center will implement to center Black children and create an environment 
where they experience joy. Mm, yeah. So I, I really think about, especially when I am just like listening to the ancestors around like infant toddler, I'm just like, Are you sure you want me to do an infant toddler space? Um, because I'm primary trained. Um, I think really thinking about womb through six, like thinking about even before these babies come to me, mm -hmm. I want to be able to have relationships with the family. So really centering family partnership, centering uh, connection and joy. Like mm -hmm. we're preparing for a Black History Month celebration um, in a couple of weeks. And that's just going to center Black businesses and uh, black authors and black educators like we just like that is my contribution and to be able to do those things for the community feels good because I want to be able to be a place of liberation and freedom and always instilling that in, in the children that come but I would say like just when when you are first uh when you're first thinking about bringing your child to Sankofa Learning Center, you will have already had a good understanding of what it is. And when your children come through those doors, they are going to be prioritized. You know, like this like intentional way of prioritizing Black children and centering their culture, centering their identity is going to be like the main key in ingredient even in the baby baby babies okay so i would say that definitely centering joy and stuff centering black children and it's so essential to do it in that stage right um you know oftentimes we we think about you know our our children uh middle school and high school or even early childhood but you know i'd love to have more conversations in which we're thinking ahead and, and talking about how it is that we could do what you're stating here in terms of have that approach in mind from womb to, I forgot the age you put on it. Um, womb to six. Womb to six? Mm -hmm. From womb to six, right? Because I think some of what happens with folks is that you may be you may be on that journey where this is going to be your first child. Yeah. yeah. You've never thought about these things because you haven't had to. So mm -hmm. you might not be as aware of the options or lack thereof in your community. You might not understand how much it costs, right? Oh, it's a mortgage to send my kid to this Montessori school. Why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, why why isn't this wonderful option accessible to me? So And it will be accessible. And that's the reason why I'm that I like I I I will not plan for something that won't be accessible. Like it has to be sliding scale. It has to it, like, you know, even thinking about the model and talking with people, they're just like, Well, how many people are gonna be fully paid and not, like not you know vouchers and i'm just like i'm pretty sure like 85 percent gonna be vouchers okay like this is in the hood and for the hood so and and those are the things that i'll probably have challenges is when you see montessori you know who is attracted to montessori right so being able to make sure that i'm really standing firm in my values and who this uh particular african-centered 
Montessori land-based program is for is going to be interesting, especially in uh, Connecticut. Right. <laughs> hey, you just got to keep pressing forward. Keep yeah. your eyes on the prize. You got you got a wonderful vision, and you know you got plenty of support, and you'll get more support as you continue building yeah. vision and executing. To those that are following, listening, supporting, what is the message of encouragement that you want to offer them? Yeah. I will say there was a moment um, I was about to buy the house and I just knew I had everything together. And my mortgage company was like, oh, you need another 2500 before um, I went to close. And I was so distraught mm. and we were at a pool house at that time. And I told my friend at, that I haven't seen for a long time. And she was just like, all right, like I'll text you. And at that point in time, I was ready to give up. I was like, this ain't for me. This is it. And I'm done. <laughs> like this is the sign. And uh, that that night, she um, she and her husband Venmoed me twenty five hundred dollars, and I will say this to say that when you think that you've thrown in the towel, right back at God or right back or whoever, and they throw it back at you and they tell you, didn't I tell you that this is exactly what you're supposed to be? You were exactly where you needed to be at that same time when she was there to give you these funds. It's like when you are at your lowest and thinking that you have thrown the towel in, yeah. it's going to get thrown back at you and it's going to be in abundance. Man, amazing, amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. I'd love to hear different people's messages of encouragement. Uh, and especially when they have stories to share, uh, such as yours, where it looks like a hopeless situation. Hopeless. <laughs> Roberto, so, I was done. I was over it. I was crying in front of white people. Listen, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I've been there. And I'm tempted to tell my own story, but this ain't about me. It's about you. Listen, listen. 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 Um, thank you to your friend who yeah. and, and her partner or husband that you know blessed you with the 2500 so you could purchase the home so you could stay there in the community so so that you could be a presence and have an impact and uh, have an option with this school that is likely um not an option to to those in the community right there are just not a lot of schools like that that center uh, black children that have an African learning approach that that give us different perspective to to culture and origins and whatnot. And so, um, salute to you. Keep pressing forward. And always like to my educators out there right now. Like, you know, day in day out, I am not in the classroom, but I have been in a school <laughs> for the past uh, for the past eight years and. This has been so tumultuous, but I would say for the fighters and warriors that are in schools right now, like I have so much admiration for you and, you know, to rest when you need to, to call out when you need to. And if your administrators are good and if you have good leadership, 
y'all will be okay, right? Like the children will be okay. And we just want to make sure that you feel good and you feel rested. Uh, there's been plenty of days last week, Roberto, where I was rubbing backs, okay? Getting people to nap, doing lunch, you know, like making sure that people feel good. And, and yeah, you're bringing me back right course, now. You know? You're bringing me back to okay? that room. <laughs> Cause ain't nothing like at like twelve o'clock, twelve thirty, when those little babies need to get to bed, and you gotta, you, you have to do what you have to do. Cause people are sick, people need to rest and keep resting. We'll figure it out. As always, your engagement in our classroom is greatly appreciated. Be sure to subscribe, rate the show, and write a review. Finally. For resources to help you understand the intersection of race, bias, education, and society, go to multiculturalclassroom.com. Peace and love from your host, Roberto Germán.